Episode 6 of the Siege Mentality Podcast is fired up and ready to go, just like I am. Of course, as always, I am Duke, here with the Siege. How we doing, Siege? I was doing fine, so I found out you changed the rules. You changed you know the what? rules! You know how you gave me all this crap about the NBA changing the rules once we got to the playoffs, and they were always the rules? Those were always the rules. Same thing with the RB battle. Your champ. This is a load of crap. Dude, we're not dropping the lowest score. This is a dumb game if you drop the score. I mean, there's no dumb reason game. to celebrate after one week, but of course, I am. No, you, ch- you looked at points. it, you realized you lost by 0.1 points. We're like, this sucks. Oh, how can I win? Oh, I got it. I'll just drop the lowest score. Just run it back. Run back the tape. We talked we're about not, drafting. We're not dropping the lowest score is dumb. I don't care if running that's what backs, the tape says is not. That's dumb. Drop the lowest score. That's stupid. We're Steve dropping the best have players in the league. Don't drop anyone who sucks. Probably Simple. average scores for running backs here, but you drop the lowest. He's down to 76. Of course, yeah. you know, oh, let's me. Let's be clear. I drafted all good players. You drafted a player that sucked. With some game theory. Went ahead and took a risk with Saquon Barkley in a it, tough this matchup. Is stupid. It was not game theory. You thought he was going to crush against that low You score. like everyone else did. 12.6. and this I end game up with is dumb. I'm protesting the game. Six so we still get rid of this drop the score crap. Up by 10 points. The listeners as are going to completely agree with me. Dropping the lowest score when we don't have a salary cap is ridiculous. I love that. This guy's short term. You can memory. play the game yourself this week. I'm not playing. This completely is ridiculous. Dropping the, the lowest score. That's ridiculous. Boo hoo. I'm behind. So now I'm going to cry. Oh, no. That's just, you're changing the rules as we go. This is absolutely ridiculous. Dropping the lowest score. When you get Christian McCaffrey, it's just ridiculous. This is the Siege Mentality Podcast. As always, we're brought to you by EliteFantasy.com and EliteSportsBetting.com. All your DFS and sports betting needs. I'm sure you saw this again, Siege. We got a guy, Brian Thomason, longtime subscriber, who actually interviewed earlier this week. Um, We'll have a video coming out with him either Thursday or Friday talking about his monster 400K win in week one. Super sharp guy, statistical background. Um, I, I love talking to him about his theory as far as how he approaches DFS, he just hit another 20K or something like that in baseball. Our guard, Brian Healy, hit for over 100,000 in baseball. Basically, everyone but me. He got 130K with a zero at pitcher, which is pretty damn impressive. Unbelievable. Everyone but me is winning right now, DFS. How are you doing lately? Fine. Perfectly mediocre. I mean, last week I had a couple things go really wrong, so it could have been bad. But I had a couple things go really, really right, so worked out. I can't it's just I'm gonna to have to go back and listen to last week's pod. There's no way you said drop the lowest score. It's a load of crap. <laughs> in the tape, man. It's like it's such a joke. I would have won by point one. Hilarious. Uh hey, uh, speaking uh, of DFS. Why are we dropping the lowest? We should let the listeners vote. This idea that we're dropping the lowest score is ridiculous. We yeah, we should definitely good. get start a contest, get a week into it, and then let the listeners vote on how we want to finish it out. You created the rules as we went along. I wasn't even you didn't even preempt you're like, we're playing this game, by the way. Like as we're like in the pre-show. You probably had sat there and studied it for like an hour, and you made me do it on the fly. I, I would, you know, we need we need to, we need to open up our text messages, open up our DMs, record everything pre-show, so people can get a feeling for what I deal with going through this well, show. Deal with, with I just ask what time, what time Eastern, because you never put damn time zone on what time it is, and I never, I wake up on, and I don't know if it's Eastern or Central, because you don't, you're too busy to put in Eastern time. E-T. Are you a central times and elite time zone guy? Central time zone is the only time zone. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I got used to it. Anyway, we got a lot to get to. And Siege, you got to be a happy guy. We'll start with soccer here. Gareth Bale to <laughs> yeah, Spurs, man. Yeah, we're starting with soccer. Gareth Bale. At once, maybe even still is, 
maybe Pogba eclipsed it. The richest transfer in the history of world soccer. Gareth Bale leaves Spurs, goes to Real Madrid, making oodles of money. Now rumored to be coming back. And I think it's actually official. Not official official, but the man, Fabrizio Romano, has confirmed it is a go. you got to be feeling good about our boy Gareth Bale back to Spurs. And then we signed the left back, too, that's actually talented. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was a good day. It was a good day to be a Spurs fan. I, I think they're now, I mean, borderline Premier League contenders if they can get themselves in shape quick. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. They, hold borderline on. contenders, not real contenders, but like borderline. I will say, if we were in like a, a simulation where no one got injured, I wouldn't argue that much with you because the first 11, assuming they can sort out kind of that central attacking midfield spot, is extremely competitive. They have good depth at right back now. They have good depth and and strength at left back as well. The front three of Kane, Son, and Bale is up against any three in the world, in my opinion. But depth is still the issue here. I'm not really worried about the midfield depth, but maybe that's we have talent there. We just got. It's more so it Kane. It's more so Kane, right? If he goes down, then what? Well, Lucas. Yeah, can't. I mean, sure, if Kane goes down, it's going to be an issue. But I mean, he's due to stay healthy one of these years, right? So wait a minute. You ha- where'd you have Spurs before? Or where do you have them now after these moves? Like fourth, fifth, and now they're like second, third. <laughs> I'd have to give you odds, but I want to. I would love to bet with you on that. I will say Mourinho after the break did a tremendous job with the club. He's brought in his guys, so maybe you're right. But I had him like sixth, seventh, and now I have him fourth, fifth. So definitely a big jump with these new moves. So they congrats like to you. Sixth, seventh last year. Like they're gonna be better than they were last year. Well, now they are, yeah. They finished like, yeah, and that was like last season, nothing went right. Injuries. Injuries are the biggest thing. It wasn't even injuries. Like, they, like they got like shafted on three red cards. That cost Kane them, like, was out points. for like three months. That's a big loss. Sonny got the red card. He was out. Then he hurt his just, arm. There's a couple just horrendous like penalties that went against us, too. Yep. I'm thinking about the Man United one. Like, yeah, I mean, there was probably six, seven points just left on red cards. By the way, I told you, Siege, pre-show, and for everybody listening, if you haven't yet, and just enjoy kind of behind the scenes. I know they did one with the Carolina Panthers when Cam was there. All or nothing on Amazon. Fantastic series. They followed Tottenham all last year. Obviously, one of the most charismatic and best managers in the world. Jose Mourinho leads the squad, and it does show kind of from the boardroom all the way down to the kit man, kind of how that club is run. So if you're a fan of soccer or just kind of behind the scenes, Make sure you go check that out. We talked about it a little bit, Siege, the bubble. Uh, we're getting towards the end here. Clippers, bit of a joke. I don't know how much no NBA we can talk here. In the bubble. No COVID case. Thank God, right? God, I've been saying that from day one. Thank God. <laughs> hey, can I – look, playoff P, he's a joke. Kawhi, no points in the fourth quarter. That's not great. But how can people be blaming Jason Tatum for a Celtics loss when he goes for 30 and 14? I just laughed at the take and I just went, okay, like you clearly have no idea what you're talking about. Kemba was awful. Kemba was awful. And this series shows why, like the Raptors series showed it a little bit, but this series is going to show it too. Like missing Gordon Hayward is a problem. Like we need him back like yesterday. Like even if he gives us 15 minutes off the bench, I think that's the difference. Yeah. The the difference in quality of that and and his skill set is missed. You know, when he signed that big contract, I kind of laughed to myself. But then he gets injured, and you see how much he's missed. Then he comes back, thank God, and now he's out again. I don't know. He's not a number one or two guy, though, right? Like, he's three or four? I mean, when he's healthy, he's a two. 
like a really good two. But maybe maybe our championship team is a three. But he's a really good two. That's a good point. Championship team is a three. Yeah, I'll take that. But I, I mean, my my team like right now three. He's also like the three or four on this team. So. <laughs> so you're thinking championship for the Cel- Celtics? I mean, it depends when he gets back. Like I just. Without knowing when he's going to come back, it's just basically impossible to project this series. How about my Denver Nuggets? Western Conference Finals. Your it's a Denver fun team. Nuggets, when did you adopt them? Yesterday? Today, just before oh, okay. the pod. I was literally looking through the roster. I'm like, who can I hate on this team? I can't find anyone. Maybe Michael Porter Jr. because he thinks he's a little bit better than he is. But Michael Porter Jr. saved that series for the team by opening his mouth. True. They were flat. They were flatlining. And he's just like, we can't count on Jamal Murray and Jokic. Which, by the way, true statement. True statement. He said nothing inaccurate. And guess what, by the way? All the role players stepped up. So he should get, like, a trophy for that. Jamal Murray's overperformed, in my opinion. Did you think he'd be this good? No, but he got hot. Like, that happens in sports. Uh, Who do you have winning the, the NBA Finals, by the way? I mean, you have to say the Lakers are the favorite, but yeah. I mean, I, I would like this, like a healthy Celtics versus the Lakers. I think the Celtics would draw, give them a lot of problems. Like they do everything the Lakers can't, which is shoot from the perimeter and have lots of switch guys on defense. Like, I, I think it'd be a good series. I, I think the Heat, I don't think the Heat could score enough to compete with the Lakers. No, totally agree. Let's move on to maybe the big story that, hey, you have been on, we've been on. Since day one, the Big Ten is back, baby. College football. We had, I guess, kind of week two, week one last week, went off without a hitch. Our guy Austin Mock went 10-2 and two against the spread, um, which is insane. And now the Big Ten's back, sort of. I'm not happy with this. They're going to start playing on October 25th. They're just going to change the rules as they go. Have you not noticed that they have yet to enforce any of their own rules at any point along the way? Technically, they've enforced every rule. No, they're like, we're not going to play to the spring. Bullshit. Then reevaluate? They're going to reevaluate a weekend and go, you know what really matters? Money, 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 (laughs) money. By the way, maybe the worst take in the world by uh, some USA Today writer saying this is the darkest day in Big Ten history. I I refuse to, like, acknowledge that. I don't even want to talk about it. I I had my say on Twitter. for attention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what happens when you write for a newspaper that used to be popular and no longer is. But okay, Big Ten's back that's October 24th. That's why you have to work for a newspaper. The reason why I don't like it, and I think why Siege is saying is that they'll probably just change these rules as we go, is they've set very strict parameters as far as positive COVID tests, you know, how many, how often, uh, you know, quarantine rules, 21 days out if they have a positive test. That's three games they're going to miss. And then, by the way, if Rutgers just has an outbreak and then all of a sudden cancels one of Ohio State's eight games, they're out of the college football playoff. And that's probably why you're saying they're going to change the rules. Yeah, they'll change the rules. Are you excited? Is that too late? Is Big Ten football back too late? I mean, the whole purpose is to get Ohio State into the playoff, right? So, like, they'll just move the schedule around to make sure Ohio State gets eight games. Well, I think they they want someone involved. The obvious team would be Ohio State. Is Michigan no even going to be? Even going to be in eight games? There's no one else that's going to play well enough to get get in there. I I was actually talking to a buddy last night uh, who is a big fan of North Carolina, thinks they have a decent chance this year, which is hilarious. God bless them. Did, did you not watch the Syracuse game? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Uh, but basically, he was saying. Couldn't figure out a three-three-five zone. It's the easiest defense to figure out in the world. He was crying because they're playing Ohio State and others in the Big Ten are playing less games than teams in the ACC. Well, they, their game against Charlotte just got canceled. So there you go. Now you tell your friend they're back. They're back. God, they that's, that is. That's a good thing. That was one of the games we're going to have to break down this Saturday on tailgate teasers. But anything else you want to talk about college football before we move on, Siege? Notre Dame, after a sluggish first half, got their shit together. Thank God. Austin and I both on Duke. They did cover, but. It was an easy cover. As soon as they got 21 and a half, even I was just like, oh, yeah, a little Duke. <laughs> but this is just survive in advance, right? College football. Just win, move on. No one cares. Yeah, this is all about survive in advance until like middle of October. Just but, don't get upset. Don't have anything stupid. Notre Dame bringing in Charlie Weiss Jr.'s team wasn't the world's best plan, but hey, you know, whatevs. Uh, all morning, I've been flipping back and forth between the U.S. Open. Wingfoot, I mentioned last night in a tweet. I was so pumped for this. You ended up setting your lineups, I think, from that. I was do. I just finished I mine. I, I, I mean, I might have remembered, but odds that I would have remembered were probably slim to none. <laughs> I was doing best ball drafts till like 2 in the morning. And so, yeah, you were like, oh, you were like, oh, went for went for it. I was like, oh yeah, gotta gotta finalize. Shit, I better do that. Yeah, the rough looks brutal, but from what I've seen, they're kind of handling it. Which is, it depends on where for they're now, at around the greens. It looks impossible. Let's make it harder tomorrow. Like, yeah, the, the winner's going to be over par. Like the USGA will do what it takes to get the winner over par. I think I said plus two. I think that we can get there. Sounds about right. Like Patty Reed with the hole in one already five, this morning. But I, I think they're just going to. Uh, Ratchet it up big time. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Siege, before we jump into our NFL coverage here? Oh, hey. My guy who was plus six through eight kind of actually, like, stabilized with a birdie or two down the stretch. Plus four is impossible to make a pass on. Um, shout out to the guy. I got to find this. Where is he? I had mentioned that I was all jacked up for Wingfoot, and he sent me just one or two words, Ramos. Hoygaard, who apparently is some young uh, European phenom, yeah, I threw in a small seven. wager on him, plus six through nine holes. Yeah, well, that's what happened to my guy. He, my guy, like, couldn't make a par. Like, you could just tell he was just begging to make a par. And then he finally made a couple pars in a row and then finally, like, stabilized the round. But it just took, like, eight holes. I think your guy did this, had the same problem. I actually liked him, too, actually. I thought about He had the same issue, just five bogeys right away in the first six holes. And then once he stabilized, it was fine. But you know, you go plus six through eight, you're going to be in trouble. I got a big uh, guys trip, golf trip planned in May over to Bandon Dunes. And we were talking about it. We plan these things so far out. Married kids, you can't, you only have so many days that you can actually go have fun. I think the planning and the leading up is almost nearly as fun as the actual trip itself. The trip's going to be a grind. We're playing 18, 36 holes a day. Like it's going to be fun, but just sitting there making bets, planning, getting it all ready, spending all the money to buy tickets. That's half the damn fun. Yeah, I, I did that this summer. I went down to Branson and did that. Did 18 on Friday, 36 on Saturday, 18 on Sunday, 18 on Monday. It's a grind, man. Yeah, the 36 was a grind. And no carts abandoned, all walking. Oh. Well, I'm playing 18. I'm playing 36 one day. I'm going to be dead if I play 36 back-to-back days. Oh, have fun. I got one buddy, buddy who's a total hardo. I'm playing at least two, two rounds a day. Cool, man. We'll chalk you out for the next day. But look, let's talk some NFL. Where do you want to start, Siege? You want to you want to start with the Jets not winning? Okay. Yeah, they were terrible in the first quarter. They were fine after that. 
nearly came back. Um, J.K. Dobbins scores two touchdowns. That that was just whatever. That was game flow. The game was over early. Not freaking out about that either. Do you think he has a role moving forward? Yeah, he's got a role. I just don't think it's going to be that role. Like, Ingram was getting the majority of the work until the game got out of hand. So, I'm not freaking out about that one either. Yeah. Um, A couple other guys had similar roles similar impact on a small role as well that I think people overreact, especially on season long, but maybe DFS as well. Did have a the couple of big actions in season long. have been DraftKings opened up some best balls for, for uh, the rest of the season. Oh. Yeah. How'd that go? I didn't play any. How'd they go? My, mine were just not great week one. Cause I have a lot of guys that just sat out Sanders, Sutton, Galladay. So it wasn't great a week one, but these week two best balls they put up. <laughs> Overreaction is central, like Betty Snell in the third round. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, Hello. You know, you mentioned it, Siege. One of the things I like to do in week two of DFS is hit on those forgotten guys who did sit out week one. And Kirk- I, it, oh, sorry. Oh, you're talking about guys who sat out. I, said, I just thought you were going to say guys underperformed. And then, uh... No, no, no. Guys who sat out who get kind of forgotten. And so some of their ownership now goes to people who overperformed. And then all of a sudden you create a little edge there that likely wouldn't have been if they just had an average week in week one. Yeah, for sure. That totally makes a ton of sense. Jonathan Taylor, let's talk about – we'll go, obviously, game by game here. We'll talk about all the 1 p.m. games, as we'll do every week. Uh, that's the plan, at least, moving forward. But Michael Thomas, high ankle sprain, thought it was going to be somewhat minor. Looks like he'll miss a couple weeks. Uh, does this bump up Kamara? Who does this help? Kamara's probably the biggest winner. Uh, that, that's for sure. Uh, that's what I would say is the biggest winner. Um, but yeah, it's not great for the offense in general, but Kamara's the guy I'd want. Yep. Moving forward, just a touchdown effort is going to be amazing. How about Marlon Mack, who looked okay before he goes out with the weird Achilles injury? Jonathan Taylor to me, he looked okay. He looked really good on that, you know, one screen. Excuse me, showed some good acceleration. Is he who you're looking to target out of that indie backfield? If anyone? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 should I say indie backfield? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to just be, like, all game flow dependent. Like, if they're ahead, it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. If they're behind, it's going to be it's going to be the Hines. So, like, you get a magic eight ball, you tell me if they're going to be ahead or behind, I'll tell you who's going to perform. Yeah, I was reading – I saw someone say it may eat into Hines a little bit, but Taylor probably fills right into that Mac role where he's the every down back with maybe a little bit more uh, of a little work in the passing game out of the backfield. But, I mean, Hines is what, third down, basically? That's all he is? No, he'll get some work on first and second. It's going to be like 65, 35, 60, 40, I'd say. At least together, one head out of that three-headed backfield. Role, but that's what I'll start at. Uh, George Kittle hurts his knee. Not good. Do we have, I haven't seen a timeline on when he comes back. Played 61 of 62 snaps. So but. I'm really interested to see if he travels because this is a team that's staying on the East Coast between game, weeks two and three. Um, so I'm curious to see if he travels. Because like if he doesn't travel, like they're basically rolling him out for two weeks. I suspect oh. he travels – sits out Sundays, plays in the week three, but who knows? Good point. Um, Lev Bell, Devontae Parker, both pick up hamstring injuries. I don't know. I know we talked a little bit about that Miami wide receiver core, but Jets are trash. Jets are bad, yeah. I'm up, up, baby. Want to know? Hey, let's talk Thursday night football. Uh, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Do we have to? We do. And – I, here's the thing. I don't think Joe Burrow was that bad in week one. What did you think of his overall play? I thought he made one really boneheaded decision that cost him a game. 
I think he looked like he was really struggling to get up to the speed of the game, but once he did, he was okay. He, that, that, that pass to, the screen pass to Joe Mixon that was intercepted was just absolutely unacceptable. Yep. That was just absolutely ridiculous. I think he looked nervous. I think he was really nervous under the pocket pressure. Um, that being said, his receivers didn't help get him open. Right. The play calling wasn't all that great. Um, Cleveland's pretty bad. This is a spot where if Cincinnati is any good, they should just uh, win this game. But is Cleveland as by the way John Ross should be taken out back and shot for his alligator arms on that one deep pass why didn't he lay out for that blew my I mean, touch Ross it's John Ross what'd you expect yeah um I'm, I'm struggling with this line siege Browns are minus six we have a 43 and a half total I'll take the Bengals plus six that's where I am too but I'm wondering if it's an overreaction to how bad the Browns look I don't think they're as bad as they look they're, they're pretty bad I just defensively, know, you're really worried about them? Or? Last year. What's that? I said I kind of just thought the Bengals didn't get enough respect last week, and they really kind of should have won that game. Um, the guy doesn't tear his quad, but like during the kick, they probably are favored to win that game at that point. So I, I kind of think the Bengals are still the better team. So I'll take the points, but this game's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is weird. We've been without football for so long, but Tuesday, Wednesday were rough, man. I was looking for something football-wise to watch, so I'm probably gonna watch it tonight. It's probably gonna be disgusting. Oh, watch! It's just gonna be boring. I tell you what's wild. AJ Green snuck up on me for being 32 years old. It feels like he joined the league not too long ago. I know he's been around forever, but that's that's what happens when you like miss three seasons of injuries. Yeah, like, I know, happened? right? So as far as Thursday to Monday slates, I'm not loving a whole hell of a lot here. But betting wise, I'm kind of with you, man. I'm leaning the Bengals here and just take the points. But I'm, I'm not sure even I'm going to bet it. It's just if you forced me to, that's what I would do. Cool. Let's move on to Sunday then. Atlanta at Dallas. Dallas minus four, uh, 52 and a half point total. Atlanta defense. So it totals 52 and a half? Uh, yeah, that's what it was yesterday. Let's double cool. check these numbers as we go. No, that's fine. It sounds about right. Um, I know it's Russell Wilson. I know Seattle's explosive, but Atlanta's defense. I mean, there's dudes just running. Did you hear what Raheem Morris said, their defensive coordinator? No. Well, let's see. I tweeted it out when I let's see how far down my Twitter timeline is. I, I don't want to misquote, but I don't think I tweeted a ton yesterday. So I think you'll be able to find this one. Uh, it's now four and a half, by the way. Okay. Uh, let's uh, see here for Dallas. More than I thought since this came out. While you're looking at it up, a Matt- tweet, Raheem Morris was like, um. Yeah, our plan was to stop Chris Carson, and I was like, "What? Your plan was to start stop Chris Carson?" And he's like, "Russell Wilson surprised us." I was like, "What? Huh? Russell Wilson surprised you? What are you talking about?" It's not like we've seen him do it for how many years now. That's Raheem Morris, right? I thought he was actually a decent DC. I was hoping he'd turn some things around here in Atlanta, but I don't think they have the personnel nor the scheme uh, to – now, again, we don't want to completely overreact after one week, but holy hell, that looked awful. Yeah, he said, didn't take the passing attack as seriously as he should have. Well, I yeah, wonder if they – Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. You might, you might, want, to, uh, might want to get on that. Greg Olson gets in there, grabs a touchdown, I think, right? Did Greg Olson get a touchdown? I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, how? I mean, obviously, we would think this carries over into week two here. Dallas at home. Mike McCarthy. I think this is the exact same Mike McCarthy that we've always had. Kellen Morris, he even good at his job. 
We're two head coaches now, same results. I'm not going to panic. It was one game. But, yeah, there was definitely a little too much running. But it's one game. I'm not going to freak. Cooper, Amari Cooper, 14 targets, 10 receptions, 81 yards. Um, Gurley looked okay for the Falcons. I, I see that it's moving now towards Dallas a little bit. It's up to minus four and a, uh, four and a half here for Dallas. I was taking Dallas at four. Four and a half is not that big a difference to me. The total, I love the over here. Uh, we're, Tottenham's losing in freaking Bulgaria. That's not good. That, too much Too much focus on the bail news. Ugh. Yeah, is that two legs? That's got to be two legs, right? I don't think so. Oof, just a playoff. Talking about Champions League soccer here, folks. Um, all right, I like I like Dallas and the over here. Any lean on this game, Siege, and any production for fantasy-wise that you're targeting for Sunday? It's got to be a popular game, right? Bring it back. Yeah, this is going to be really popular. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to learn the rules as we go. I'm trying to just I'm trying to do two things at once. It's not going very well. <laughs> well, hey, sneaky one of the best wide receiving cores. Uh, in the NFL, Falcons over 400 yards passing last week for Matty Ice. I can say anything right now because he's just looking up rules. This is awesome. You you are definitely looking. I I am just I'm really <laughs> curious to find out if this is uh, uh one or two. I think it's one right. It's one game. This is not good. That's what we call podcasting, baby. Um, it's not good. Be- for, like Spurs losing to this random Bulgarian team is a disaster. We'll call it what it is. I tell you what we'll do. No one, I mean, this is dumb because no one's gonna listen to this as we're live here. But what are the live odds for Spurs? Oh, that's a good question. I should look that up. I mean, it's like in the seventy-second minute, so this is not like they just conceded. This is bad. As I was this, pulling it this up, this is bad. This is bad. Uh, UEFA that's Champions this, League. It's Europa. Oh, is it? Oh yeah. my God! Who cares? I mean, I would like to get some young guys some minutes in freaking Europa League. Like, the fact that we're going to lose to this freaking Bulgarian team is not great. It's By the way, sneaky, sneaky stab in the side there, talking about Champions League for Spurs. I knew it was I Europa. I understood that. I just ignored it. Uh, plus 500. You know what? We're going we're gonna to lose some money right on here. This will be a Jose job. I bet they score before we're done with the podcast. How about that? Uh, uh, All right, look, hey, the, uh, we will see some production from this game. I think it'll be popular. I don't know if this is a game I really want to fade, but from a GPP standpoint, uh, I mean, you got to make, this is going to be the chalk game of the week. Yeah, it's going to be so chalky, right? You so gotta your, you got to make your mind up. You want in or you want out? Yeah. All right, let's move on. Buffalo at Miami Bills minus six on the road, forty-one total, uh, implying team totals here. Pretty wild. I don't think we learned a thing from the Bills against the Jets. Uh, I will say when they're up twenty-one-zero, I was feeling pretty good about this offense, and then all of a sudden they become the Bills again, and it's twenty-one seventeen. Josh Allen looked good. Decent. We'll say decent. 312 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Rushed for another one. This is kind of the Bills, though, right? Yeah, it's definitely the Bills. That's definitely what they do. Look good. Half a game. Look like absolute dog shit the rest of the game. They did pull out the win, which I think is a step in the right direction. The Miami team, I was thinking Tua would redshirt this year, but Fitzy's getting old quick, man. Yeah, he is. That's for sure. See, can you focus on the podcast? I am focusing on the podcast. What, <laughs> I, what do you want from me? You're, at, you're, you're, you're saying these statements that I can't even respond to. Fits and boring. When does Tua? When does Tua come in? Not anytime soon. So we're stuck with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Your tell, Miami tell Dolphins. Tell the Dolphins to learn how to not be stupid, not be idiots with their play calls. They knew exactly what to do week 17. 
And then they, they tried a new play, play game plan called run the football. It didn't work for three quarters. They started throwing the football, and they had massive success again. Like, maybe you should have started with what worked last time. Just a thought. That's what I was going to ask you. What do you do with this running back situation? Because there's just no throw, good you pieces. You don't play the Miami running backs. Miami should spread it out wide, four wide every play, and just throw the freaking football. You're not yeah, going to I mean, run. Stop pretending you can. Spread it out. Let's go. You got all these fast receivers. Use them. If they do, let's say Devontae Parker's out. And if they do, any chance you like them plus six against Buffalo here? I love them plus six against Buffalo. Ooh, okay. Um, I think this is another team I think that can beat the Bills. Let me know. Yeah, can I, can I, can I, uh, can I get some money line? Let me know. Yeah, if you want to do all your right, true I'll odds. I'll take the Dolphins money line. What do I got here? Plus 200. I'll even take, the, I'll even take all the Vic. Keep it, keep the math simple. Plus 200, our usual bet. Want to do that? Yeah. I will update the, the sheet. sheet. Yes, you can update the sheet. All right, there we go. We're just going <laughs> to bet against the Bills every single week. I love it. I, I got to um, be honest, pretty much, if they, if they keep getting this kind of love, yeah. <laughs> yeah, six is a lot on the road to basically anyone. So in, in I was going to take – Florida in September? Yeah, yeah I was, I was on the Dolphins plus six. I don't know about money line, but I like your bet there. Um, not really loving anything from a fantasy perspective here. I guess we can move on. Panthers at Bucks, Bucks minus nine. This is a what the hell is going on game for me. Uh, I don't think Brady looked as awful as everyone's saying. Uh, yeah. His bad throws looked terrible. He Overall, was awful. I don't think he's he was terrible. done. He's washed. Like, just own it, world. I have. I love the guy. He's been a part of my life since I was like a little kid. It's over. It's done. Move on. Is he significantly getting rid, of him for Jameis, getting rid of Jameis for him was a mistake. Do you think he's worse this year than he was last year? Significantly? Yes. And I think this game could be one where we find out for sure if they lose to Carolina at home. Who? Their defense Nine points though. is a lot of points. Yeah. Nearly pulled off the upset last week against the, the Raiders, too. God, the Raiders looked so bad. Just a couple broken coverages on Josh Jacobs' leak outs. Like, that game is completely different. Yeah, I mean, I think we know the game plan for the Panthers here. Just have Teddy Bridgewater not lose the game, try to ride McCaffrey. Although, he only had four targets out of the backfield. I don't know yeah, if you're shocked by that. Yeah, I think they realized after the first half, like, oh, man, we should give him the ball more. Yeah, we should probably do. Did that. he have zero at halftime, or am I dreaming that? One, I think. Good Lord. Uh, Robbie Anderson looked decent. Caught one ball. I thought he went over 100 yards. Yeah, because he caught like an 80-yard bomb. Yeah, that's fine. That's all you're looking for out of Robbie Anderson, right? He's not your – Yeah, you know what he's going to do? He's going to catch 80-yard bombs every single week. So he's Devontae Parker? He'll do it eight weeks and get a big contract? Who knows? Oh, red card, baby. <laughs> all right, here we go. We got, we're live now. We're live. <laughs> we should just do this live on YouTube. At least people can tune in and, and uh, sweat the games out with us here. Ooh, um, a, man, uh, man, God, this team is terrible. But I'm getting five to one on them to win the game. Did you throw Spurs. a bet down on Spurs live? Yeah, I did. Let's so go they're, Spurs. I mean, they're, I, they're not going to score. This is classic Spurs, but that's okay. I got nothing else I really want to talk about for this game. Anything from you, Siege, Panthers, no, Bucks? Not at all. I don't even think this I, is. I will have zero DFS plays that they're not named Scotty Miller from this game. Maybe some Christian McCaffrey if I was. Yeah, I was going to say, I think. Because I think even McCaffrey will be a little chalky this week. Anyways, um, Broncos at Pittsburgh Steelers, minus seven and a half. 41 and a half total. Drew Locke. Not, not his fault. Tell Judy to catch the ball. 
Yeah, that was. I do have. I'm a Judy backer. Uh, that was a oh, little disappointing. If he catches that slant, he goes for 25 yards during field goal range. The game's over. It's over. I will say but he got the ball like, out of his hand. Should have run the ball. No, Judy should catch the ball. The play action pass was perfect. He hit him right in the numbers. Like, tell Judy to catch the ball. And it was a second drop he had had. So, like, he should have just been paying attention and caught the ball. That was not Drew Locke's fault. I saw, like, all this, like, oh, he had the least positive pass. Shut up. Pro football focus is, like, worthless now. They also said that Chase Claypool had a better game than freaking C.J. Henderson. Like, you clearly didn't watch the games if you did not think C.J. Henderson was the best rookie in week one. Period. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Hard to disagree with that. Uh, on the positive, Drew Locke didn't take a sack, got the ball out quick. He uh, was good. Yeah. He missed a couple deep balls. Okay. He also was on, like, wide receiver four. Good's probably straight. What do you think about Pittsburgh? Big Ben took him about 20 seconds to start limping all over the field. I kind of like Denver plus seven and a half here. I, I, I think this is – I hate the short week traveling east part of this. I hate that, but – I really like – like, I think Pittsburgh's over, overrated. Like, Big Ben wasn't very good. The Giants were just worse. Um, I don't know. I, I saw a lot of, like – I saw someone be like, the Steelers are Super Bowl contenders now. And I'm like, all right, calm down. They look, like, mediocre at best against the Giants. Can, can we just, like, pull, pump the brakes here a little bit? Yeah, I mean, the defense looked good, but then you're like, well, shit, it's the Giants, though. You know, like, you can't – you can't get that jack. I mean, they were going to get Saquon, but they like they gave up bombs to Slayton all over the place. Yeah, that's true. Juju looks good. Um, by the way, is Cortland Sutton back? I know he returned to practice. Is he going to be healthy this yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. It looks like they kind of sat him out week one just to make sure. Just to like, get him a little more. Okay, that helps a little bit. I don't like either side a of A little this. bit? Going from Deshaun Hamilton and Tim Patrick to Cortland Sutton, it helps a lot. <laughs> What's the war for Cortland Sutton? I love Cortland Sutton. He's good. He's good. Um, you like the Broncos plus seven and a half here? Yeah, I do. I don't like the Steelers enough to take the other side, but um, I like that. Lions Packers pack minus six and a half. I, I'll see if it's still there because I hit that early. Um, it's six now. Okay, I got six and a half on mine still. I don't want to overreact to Aaron Rodgers. I think the Vikings defense sucks too, but Rodgers looks sharp, man. Devontae I mean, Adams this obviously also depends, like, it's, Does Detroit have their corners back? Like, yeah. Their defense was great. Like, Trubisky was doing nothing. Then their top two corners go out. Acuna didn't, couldn't suit up, and then their other corner went out. They were on their fourth and fifth corners, and then Trubisky picked them apart. Um, and then Stafford had a what-the-hell-are-you-doing moment. Um, the, teams, uh, the team's up by – what were they up? 21, I think? Yep. Or 17 or 18. We're like 779-3 and three in the NFL's history before that game. And they should have won. DeAndre Swift drops the pass in the end zone. Boy, that was brutal. As someone who had a lot of Detroit plus two and a half, yeah, that was a real – or minus two and a half, that was a little bit of a dagger. Um, but, I mean, I, I would imagine Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to throw over the football here field if they want. But I think they'll have some success running the ball too. So, 49 and a half feels a little smidge high. But I get it. Like, if Green Bay puts up a quick 20 – and Detroit has to throw the football. The mm-hmm. tempo is going to be pretty quick. So I see, I can see how it gets there, but I also could see how it kind of slows down if Detroit can kind of keep this close at the start. I'm, I, I actually agree with that game flow a little bit as a possibility. I'm actually more God on... bless you, Harry. Another red card. They're down to nine. And, <laughs> and Kane has tied the game. All I right. told you they would score before the end of this podcast. Mm. 
I should have I should have fired another bet when they were plus five hundred after the first red card. I thought about oh, it. I thought about God. it. I didn't even. What did I get? I thought like plus four sixty or something. Uh, yeah, oh, plus five hundred. So the line was basically the same. I thought about refiring too. They still have to get me another one for it to be a winner. So. Hey, for our longtime listeners, this was a soccer podcast. It was we a soccer over. podcast. Yeah. And let's be real, it's a big day in Spurs. So yep. please don't screw this up, Spurs. Um, I'm actually more on – I, I mean, there's, if there was a team that could concede against like a, B, a C-rate team with nine men, it would be Spurs. But I got confidence at this You got to feel good. You got to yeah. feel good. Yeah, you got to feel good. Rogers 6,900 on DK. Stafford 6,200. Uh, you grabbing either of these? I don't I was thinking about grabbing Matt Stafford. Honestly, asking me who I'm going to play on a Thursday at noon is probably not the way to handle this show. <laughs> Here's the amount of research that I have done so far. For everyone at zero. home who's not watching on YouTube, that would be a zero. Zero. Uh, right. I, I, I get around to football research, like, honestly, during my Chili's lunch at, like, 3.30 in the afternoon after we do this pod. Chili's. Like, that's when I'll start, like, I'll throw a, I'll throw a football pot on my, on my ears and I'll start thinking about it. Seed records I, a football. I just, I just hate these early week overreactions where people are just like, oh, this guy has to be chalk. And it's like when defensive players like get hurt and injured in practice and like things like Godwin happen. And just, I just don't want to get clouded by all this early week chalk. I want to like, what's the good plays once I know who's in and who's out? That's what I want to know. Like, everything else is just noise. You know what? We didn't mention with the Panthers Bucks, we didn't mention Godwin. Evans was basically. I mentioned Scotty Miller. Yeah, Godwin's in the concussion protocol. Evans was hurt. I mentioned Scotty Miller. Yep, there we go. Okay, um, let's see here. Listen. So you're complaining about me not listening to the show. You're not listening to the show. I'm just trying to keep this train on the tracks, man. Rams at Eagles. Rams slight favorite, I want to say. One and a half is what I this had. This is a weird game for me. This is yeah. a really weird game. What's a big time like, win? Go ahead. That, that, that Washington game was just like they got depleted offensively. And Wentz just had no time in the pocket. They really should have just done gone to like jumbo and try to just throw deep balls to Rager and Deshaun every play. They just couldn't protect Wentz at all. I was surprised he made it through the game. Lane Johnson's back. Miles Sanders is back. But I was kind of impressed with the Rams. Like I know everyone's complaining about the Cowboys. Honestly, to me, the more impressive team in week one was the Rams. I thought the Rams just played good football. Um but this is a West flying East for a one o'clock kickoff. This is a weird one for me. I, I, I kind of could see how this one gets turned into a total shootout. Sneaky GPP option. Yeah. 46 total feels low to me. Now, like if the, it, now if Philly can't protect Wentz, it'll be ugly again, but I just have to think they're going to sell out to do it tough first two weeks i think our washington football team has maybe the nasty- there it is two two to one tottenham if you god if you guys were able to listen at home you would have got that bet in with us you'd be swimming in cash right now you should i should have listened to you i should have fired another one in there <laughs> that's a jose way man Cut, you know create a little controversy get the team to rally together let's go do what we were supposed to do get that w and now he looks like a genius i'm sure Oh, but it's the fact that it's Num Dum Bele too, which after last year is just so key too. Brought him on as a sub. Play the man. Scores that uh, that's like honestly almost as big as the Sergio signing, just to get him some confidence. (laughs) Well, as I was saying, I think the Washington D line is pretty nasty this year. So the Eagles, I think the first part of the game that we saw from the Eagles is hopefully what we'll see here. I'm with you though, Siege. Um, 
I think the Rams are the better team, but getting points on the road is is curious to me. I'll probably I'm on the Eagles here. I don't know if I want to be. On, I kind of think like if you want to be on the Eagles, just take the over. Yeah. How are the Eagles going to win a defensive slug? Like, there's no way, right? But I mean, what did you see from Jared Goff that impressed you? I was impressed with the whole offense. I got to be honest. I, I thought they played Dallas's defense was good. But, I mean, it's not as good now because like half their team got hurt. But the team that played week one was good. I, I was impressed with the play calling. I was impressed with kind of how he just was methodical. He didn't make any huge mistakes. I, I, I was really impressed with Jared Goff week one. McVay looked like he was back to his old self. I'm kind of I, – I really just like the whole system. I like the way yeah. they really designed it. I, I was impressed. I really was. Um, I mean, he threw for 275, you know. I, I, I was impressed. I really was. 20 for 31, zero touchdowns, one pick. That's because Brown just, you know, got like the ones close to this. Yeah. Once again, poor Jared Goff has another ton yardage without a touchdown game. Like he was the no, he was the most unlucky player last year, and he's off to another two seventy five without a score. It's just ridiculous. Trending towards a trend, not just a fluke. But uh, they love but handing it off the on the goal line. What I like from the Rams is I think that Cam Akers is going to be the guy sooner rather than later. I know everyone's all talking about Brown. But if Brown plays that good and still splits the carries 18-14, mm-hmm. like this eventually is going to be the Acres show. Yeah. And I, I, I was not on him preseason. And in, I think like the week two best balls, I have been targeting Cam Akers as a eighth-round guy. Like he, I don't know why his ADP dropped three rounds after that performance. I, I'm more encouraged than I was going into it. Interesting. I, I agree with that. How about the Philly running back situation? Bit of a shit show right now. They need Miles, Miles Sanders, Sanders back. Miles Sanders, we're fine. Miles yeah. Sanders, he's back. When's he supposed to be back? He's playing this week. He's been practicing in full. And I love the Eagles. Love the Eagles plus one and a half here. Um, I I, I, I think just take, like, again, like, you really think the Philly defense is any good? hmm. Like, if you think the Philly's putting up 24 points, how does this game not go over? I don't think they need to to win. That's my thing. You think the Rams offense is that bad? No, I just, I I can see, I don't see McVay playing to a number I think he plays the game and if it's if it's a close tight game and there's not not many turnovers just kind of punt back and forth a couple first downs I don't see McVay going out of his way to push the push the envelope here you just beat Philly through the pass like Dwayne Haskins showed you last week you just throw the ball against him and I don't think you need to tell Sean McVay twice to throw the football yeah um we may have I, I like the there. over here. The more yeah. I've talked this, I, I think I really like the over because, like, either Philly's defense just gets run over and it's, like, 35 to 14 it gets over or it shoots out. So, yeah, I, I really – I actually really like the Rams' offense. This week more there you that. go. Siege likes the over. I'll take Philly um, plus one I and really a half, like I guess. I'm going to actually, actually – I still have the sports book. Vikings at Colts. Colts minus three, 48 and a half total here. Colts just absolutely murdering survivor pools. Uh, our fearless leader, Rob, the, the alcoholic, MLB model, took the Colts in all three spots. Absolutely brutal. You're clapping. Tell me you avoided the Colts. Of course I avoided the Colts. Who'd you take? I took the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that was a gimme. That's, uh, it was a gimme. Was, it, was there game theory involved there with everyone taking the Colts and Colts not being that great, or you just really like the Ravens? I just want to know. I just don't take any part of road divisional games in week one. Yeah. Just don't touch them. Kind of a uh, standard rule for Survivor Pool, right? I, I, the Ravens are just a better team, and I, I really wasn't too worried about. Them. I just wanted to make. I'm a like get me through four weeks guy. Yeah. 
like I, I don't care if I use good teams because I don't know what who these mediocre teams that are going to underperform and overperform are. Let me give me a month of the sample size. Let me look at them, and then I can kind of make some decisions off of that. For all of the hate of Tom Brady, why did anyone think Philip Rivers was going to go to Indy and just lead them to a Super Bowl? He's a hundred years old. He can never throw the ball down the field. His little that game was really shovel push like, baby. I, I, I arm. don't want to hate on the Colts for that game. That game was really fluky. It just was one of those fluky Jacksonville, Florida games in September. Like I'm not freaking out about it. You you really are worried about Florida weather. And did you not see the Colts this wither in the second half? <laughs> you think that was it was heat related? It was like 100 degrees. Oh man. Well, look, they have every opportunity here to to show off that and little also, baby going arm. From Buffalo to Miami is just like the epitome of like cold to hot. Yeah, it's really hard to go like have a bigger transition. Hackers absolutely torched this Vikings defense. Um, you know, we're looking at the Colts side here. Colts minus three against anyone right now. This, this line is just screaming for you. To, like, the, the public is going to pound Minnesota. In yeah. Spot. And, me, uh, yeah, and the Sharps are going to love Indy. I kind of am just going to take – if I was forced to choose, I'd take the Sharps side here and take the Colts minus three. But I already know Minnesota plus three is going to be super contest and circa consensus. Really? There's just no way. How'd you guys do week one? Uh, 500, I think. Nice. Uh, yeah, opened up. We, we, were on the, we got screwed by Philly and uh, the Lions. So it could have been a really good week. We were on those sides, and it's just like, those are brutal losses. Uh, yeah, this game opened Indy minus three and a half with a 47 total. It's been bet to Indy minus three, 48 and a half in a lot of spots. Um, I don't know. Total's getting up there. But with this Vikings defense, not good. I don't know, man. What do you think about over/under on forty-eight and a half? I kind of see this one shooting out. I think I'm going to have a bunch, a bit of Philip Rivers this week. What is his price on DK? I don't know. Probably not enough. Fifty-nine hundred. Yeah, not enough. That's going to be sexy. Harris Campbell. Is he still like forty-two hundred? Uh, yeah, I know he was cheap. He was like, I had a bunch last week. From the Ohio State University, he's 4,500, yep. Yeah, it's a smidge expensive. But. Nine targets, six receptions, 71 yards. Didn't get in the end zone, but uh, showed some explosiveness there on the offensive side of the football. It looked good. The Vikings defense did not. Are we, I mean, we like the indie side here. I think you have what the, here's, here's my thing, Steve. Let me ask you this, because – Obviously, as part of our bet in season long, everywhere I had Dalvin Cook. The Vikings just never had the goddamn ball. They just never had the ball. Like they couldn't get off the field. Like you really can't complain. He he ran about as pure as he could have, considering. No, that was as lucky as it can possibly get. Don't get me wrong, but that's what I'm worried about. That's about as lucky as you can get. Like that's running pretty pure. Yeah, but that's what I'm worried about. This Vikings defense can't get off the field, so it's hard to take Vikings players from any standpoint. I mean, if they I, don't have I the damn ball. I want their receivers. I would love to have Adam Thielen this week. I mean, PPR guy, and they're going to be having to throw the football. Pretty good spot. Thielen actually had a decent game last week. Uh, the good news is if their defense is that shitty, they'll be throwing and trying to come back uh, as much as they can. I don't think it'll be as disproportionate as it was last week against the Packers, but I don't know. I'm, I'm staying away from this game altogether. Yeah, that's probably I mean, from a betting perspective. I yeah, from a betting perspective. Uh, Giants at Bears, two teams that I don't think are very good. Bears minus five, 42. Lowest total on the board, I want to say. Yeah, because you know why? Both these teams suck. 
What the hell's going on with the uh, take that back? defense and GPPs is a fantastic option. Because everyone's like, oh, Mitch Trubisky's back. It's like, yeah, congratulations. He threw some passes against the fourth. Back from what? Where was he ever from? He's he's never been good. Are these the two worst quarterbacks in the freaking NFL? No. Ryan Tannehill's awful. You hate Ryan Tannehill. He was awful. You hate him. Did you – I mean, he – I mean, he would have had, like, three interceptions if it wasn't for, like, phantom calls against uh, the Broncos last week. Yeah, I think he's limited skill-wise, and he's certainly – He's limited skill-wise. That means you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Daniel Jones isn't limited skill-wise, but it has a pee brain. Uh, Daniel Jones is two turnovers. perfectly bad. He's not terrible. He's perfectly bad. He didn't fumble. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Giants, zero. I mean, zero rushing attack here. Everything has to be through the air. Trubisky got awful for three quarters and then closed his eyes and chucked it deep three times. I mean, this is the, this is the grossest game I think we've talked about since we started this podcast. Yeah. And poor Allen Robinson. Is he ever going to get a QB who can throw? I don't know. Do they trade him to the Patriots? Oh. You think he gets traded this year? No. <clears throat> Too expensive. Not a, not enough of a, a market teams willing to compete. So yeah, I don't not, think not, Bears will get their asking like price. Teams with salary cap revenues like New England yeah. and someone else. I can't remember who it is. Um, Trubisky does have you know a little bit of a running game here. He's oh stop. He's cheap. Stop? You're not rostering Mitch Trubisky, and you're not betting on Mitch Trubisky. Fifty five hundred. I think our boy Ricky Sanders grabbed some Mitch Trubisky last week. Yeah, he got bailed out by the Lions corners getting hurt. He was trash for three quarters. Nothing to like. Seven hundred seventy-nine and three teams at the Lions situation after three quarters. Seven hundred seventy-nine and three in the history of the football NFL. Lucky. Can you take the Bears minus five against anyone? No. But you can't really trust the Giants on the road. That's why I wanted to not talk about this game. Yawn. <laughs> Next. So hey, listen, people, you don't have to bet every single game. This would be the one that you avoid. Niners at Jets. Niners minus seven forty-two and a half is the total. Jets this are bad. Total's too high. Totals too. Yeah, right? I kind of like the under. Yeah. I don't know how the Jets put up any points this week if Jameson Crowder sits. Like, by any, I mean literally more than zero. Yeah, it opened at 43 and a half. It's already come down a point. Um, Sam Fran opened at minus four. It's about up to minus seven. Is yeah. Kittle injury? Is, is he back? Is he ready to go? I, I, they Does it even matter? Him, but they might. Any interest in Mostert? I mean, obviously he had the big catch, but... A lot of that last week was just because Tevin Coleman was super limited because of the air quality. So I, I'm not going to freak. I like Mostert, but I think this week he's going to be overwhelmed because people who are like, oh, Tevin Coleman didn't play, but that was pure air quality. That was one of the plays that really kind of saved my week was Mostert. Uh, uh, yeah, sickle cell related. Not. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Jags at Titans. Titans minus nine. Last game of the one o'clock window minus here. Nine. Minus nine. Um, and let me make sure that's where it's at now. I am seeing eight and a half on some books. Yeah, that's because Jacksonville should not be. I mean, this opened at Tennessee minus 11, by the way, 42 and a half total. That's people were Titans like, oh, look like exactly the same team as they were great. last year. Tennessee had no business winning that football game. Literally none. And yet they did. Yeah. I got a stat they for you. They ran so pure. Freaking Melvin Gordon fumbles and hands him free seven. And then freaking. They call that phantom knocking the guy out of the play personal foul, which I hadn't seen called in a decade in the NFL on the pick. 
just ugh. before I give you my stat, Gardner Minshew. He's going to have weeks like that. He's not someone you target every single week. Certainly not season long. Correct. Correct. This game is going to be low scoring and boring. I think. Here's the thing. I was immediately like Jags plus nine. Give me the nine. Then I looked last year under Vrabel. They had nine regular season wins. How many do you think were by 10 or more points siege? The Titans. Not many. That's what I thought too. But I go back and look at it. Six of the nine wins were by 14 or more points. They beat the Browns by 20, Falcons by 14, Jags by 22, Colts by 14, Raiders by 21, and Texans by 21. Look at those teams you just listed. Not good teams, but the Jags, are they good? No. So I'm not taking the Titans side, but I was on the Jags. I'm now, this has moved to a no bet for me. But I will say, yeah. with their game plan, when they get going and they're all downhill. Yeah, this just feels like Derrick Henry runs for 200 yards. Yeah. And his final score is like 24 to 3. Yep. And it's yep. like not even that impressive. Like, it's not just, it's like not even that impressive a win, but it's a win. And people are like, oh, Tennessee's good. I just think like the Jacksonville offense versus this Tennessee team is just a really bad matchup. Couldn't agree more. There it is. There's our one o'clock NFL game preview. By the way, I, I'm going to start at like week three at Minnesota, Minnesota, week four against Pittsburgh. I'm going to bet Pittsburgh. I'm, the Bills in week five is going to be like a who's who of like which team do I want to bet on. I hate both those teams. <laughs> we do have another bet down. Um, let's finish with this season. Let's do our running back draft. Remember, draft four, drop one. No, I, I, I'm not participating if we're doing this drop crap. Stop being a baby. Do the draft. You got the first pick. You... We're choosing the best players in the football league. If you draft one that sucks, you should be mocked for it. You shouldn't get bailed out. I don't support bailouts. No. It's ridiculous. We've, this has literally been the rule since day one. That's fine. It could be the rule for week one. You can keep your win. It's stupid. We shouldn't keep the rule moving forward. Okay. Stupid no, we have, we have actual money on this. We're not going to change the rules mid-season here. It's stupid. Did I even agree to put money on this? You did. $500. Would you like to do it, or do you want to leave it with week one and me winning? Honestly, I'd rather you win with week one. Like, this is – like, <laughs> drop – we're choosing the best eight running backs in football. If you choose one that sucks, you should get mopped. Like, I can't believe that the listeners aren't going to agree with me on this. Like, if you can't figure out, like, four good running backs, like, out of, like, 32, like, you shouldn't get rewarded for that. You really shouldn't. How about the, the best three? 76 points to 86.1. You chose second I chose pick. three, four running backs that all put above 22 fantasy points. Meanwhile, Mr. Duke over here runs pure on Josh Jacobs' touchdowns. So, therefore, he wins even though – And Dalvin Cook touchdowns. Trash. And Dalvin Cook touchdowns. Oh, yeah, and the Dalvin <laughs> Cook like, The wrong person won. <laughs> the wrong person won. Then you and should be loving the, this. That's why the game's the way the game currently is constructed sucks. And that's why I'm going to win. I had CEH, Zeke, Kamar, and Carson and did not win versus McCaffrey, Cook, Jacobs, and Barkley. Sorry, one set of players was clearly better than the other set. And, and by one... clearly, I mean by 0.1 points. And yeah, right, by <laughs> 0.1 points. All right, you chose uh, second pick last week because you liked McCaffrey's matchup. This week, you have the first pick. Is I that who you're taking? Christian McCaffrey, please. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, we mentioned it there at the last preview. I'm going to take Derrick Henry, and I'll also take Alvin Kamara. Okay. I will take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Ooh, I got to clean this up. I will take 
Zeke. Zeke? Yeah. By the way, Zeke looked really good. Really yeah, good. Yeah, I, I, this is kind of more for the receptions upside, I think, in this up-tempo game. That I'm, I think he's going to grab a few extra receptions this week. I had the opportunity, clearly, with the third pick to take Zeke. I went Dalvin Cook. I absolutely hate myself for it. I hate it at the time, but I really I, – I was worried about Zeke this year, but he looked fantastic week one. Um, okay, okay, okay. I get, do I go back to the well? I mean, I think that Raiders New Orleans game could shoot yeah, out. Definitely go back to the well with uh, Josh Jacobs. That's a great idea. Yeah, I think I might do that here. You should. Let's see. Um, they couldn't stop Ronald Jones. I mean, if they can't stop Ronald Jones, I'm sure they can stop Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I think we're going to take Jacobs here. It's always good when I can bait you into a pick. You baited me into a 31-point week last week. 35.9. You remember saying that last week? You baited me into Jacobs last week? Yeah, he ran like a god. I mean, whatever. He's not going to run that pure every week. He's definitely not going to run that pure every single week. Um, let's see here. Man, it's a bunch of – I mean, God bless. They look so terrible, but the Bears are no good. I want to take him again, but he's – man – I mean, you can just drop him again because that's I know. what you can do. That's what I'm going to do. He's going to go off one week, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gloat for no reason. I think I'll just go back to the well. We'll take, we'll take Saquon again. I hate him. God, I hate that pick. Yeah, you should hate it. You should have hated it last week. but you created. I didn't like it. I said it was a tough matchup, and he's not good or not going to do well, but we'll see. Uh, your last pick, you got McCaffrey, Edward Solaire, and Zeke. I like your three, your fourth pick. Yeah, this is tough. I'm trying to decide between. It's a very top-heavy week. I, like, there's, I, there's a bunch of guys I like. Like, this is not a. I have to choose one I don't like. I'm choosing between a lot of guys I like. Um. I mean, this is all upside. That's what we're looking for. Who's got the upside here, baby? There's, there's, there's a lot of options. Frank Gore's I'm available. Choosing. I'm looking at Todd Gurley. I'm looking at Chris Carson. Looking at Aaron Jones. I looked at Aaron Jones. I did look at him. Aaron Jones, I think, is probably where I end up. But I, mean, I could take Ronald Jones and just absolutely troll you. <laughs> Leonard Fournette scores four touchdowns. God, that'd be the worst. But I guess I could drop from Ronald Jones because yep. we're like, it's all upside. Hmm. How much work did Ronald Jones actually get? It felt like he was carrying the ball like every five seconds when I was watching the game. Is that actually how it was? Or was it just one of those like when you're watching the games that it's not actually true? I will say Chris Carson got off to a slow start. Oh, wait, no. Wait. Who was I thinking of? Um, Chris Carson was amazing. Uh, 17 carries for 66 and Leonard Fournette had five carries for five yards. <sighs> Boy. I think it was I know, Carson. I know, the sharp play would be to take Ronald Jones, but I'm not sure I'm good enough to do it. Minus nine point favorites, but they'll try to get four out of touchdown. Give me Aaron. Give me Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, there it is. I'm All right, that I think. So just to recap, Siege went first, took uh, McCaffrey, Ceh, Zeke, and Aaron Jones. I got Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs, and Saquon Barkley. That's gonna do it for if this week. Drop again. You should be we got it. That's those are the rules, man. Hey, congratulations on the big Spurs win. Congratulations on Garrett yeah, Bale. Spurs win versus, like, random Bulgarian. <laughs> yeah, coming back from 1-0 down the 75th minute. Hey, you know what, though? They, they did. They provided me some 5-1 betting opportunities. Uh, I can't do it. There you go. We may have to start doing this live so you can get these live bets as we go through. 
But for Siege. Well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the Spurs aren't playing some random Bulgarian. So. Euro League. Uh, for Siege, I am Duke. This is week or episode six of the Siege Mentality Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Adios.